Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Marcianne, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. What a big topic we're going to delve into, huh? (laughs) It's a topic whose origin has never really been totally explored except through various systems of religion. Because as I would think about how God allowed the various kingdoms of life to come to pass here on our earth, You know, all that our Christian religion offers is that God created man and placed him in the Garden of Eden on earth and told him to be in dominion over all the earth and be fruitful and multiply. Well, (laughs) since that's a pretty limited picture of what really happened, I'm just going to start with today, and then we can go backwards and forwards from today uh, with our discussions. Today... Uh, We're seeing a backlash among the men to the women wanting to be equal in the marketplace and get paid for their work as much as a man would get paid for doing the same work. It seems that the woman right now is choosing to use money as her validation for equality. And the men don't seem to want the women on their playing field. You know, they're compromised and confused by her presence there. Men are team players, and they work together to get things done. And a woman in the mix fouls up the rules that the men play by. I remember when my son's company went through this revolution of paying, uh, uh, placing women in key management positions, because that's what's been happening, much like what happened back during the early desegregation days in the 1960s companies would hire one black person or maybe two to be able to show in their statistics to the federal government that they were in compliance with the idea of racial equality. In those days, the white people used to call these black people token niggers. It really didn't matter if they could do the job or not, actually. It was just to be able to show that the company was diversified. In fact, here, uh, and uh, I have a friend here in the retirement community where I live who tells the story that when the iron workers union, he was in the iron workers union, built these big bridges and buildings and stuff. And when the first jobs were opened up to black people, my friend said the black people would just sit on the sidelines and watch everybody else work. And if you asked them to help you, like, hey, guy, could you help me carry this girder out to the site, the black person would just say, I don't have to do anything. I'm just here so you can say you're not racist. So many people, uh, women today, are in management positions so the company can show they are diversified. In fact, my son's boss was a woman. She was in her late 40s. (laughs) She was divorced, and she had the support of her – she supported her two teenage daughters and my son and she just couldn't get along my son complained that she seemed more like a mother than a boss 
and he already had a mother, and he was all grown up now, and he didn't need a mother anymore. He needed a boss who was on top of things and could provide strong leadership. So in an effort to help everybody learn how to work together (laughs) in this new environment, the company hired a counselor to work with each management person, all the males and all the females. And my son started working with the counselor. Well, what he found out was this woman was stressed to the max. Her two daughters now both had gotten their periods, which mean they could get pregnant, and that's all she could think about most days, worrying about this. She also was entering the change of life herself, so her hormones were all mixed up and sometimes raging out of control. And here she was placed in this position of high management over the entire safety department of a transportation company, an area she was not even familiar with, and she was trying to be authoritative. (laughs) The only reason she got the job was she was a lawyer. But the company lawyer was also a woman. And my son said, it's just like two mothers trying to tell me how to do my job. Well, I know how to do my job, but I need people who can sit down and discuss situations and come up with reasonable and responsible solutions. Well, now in his own department, he had about 20 managers, male and female. And he told me, he said, Mom, I have to deal differently with my female managers than I do my male managers. He said, a male manager and I can sit down in my office and discuss his job and go over areas where there needs to be improvement, and we can work it out and set up new guidelines and new expectations. But with my female managers, I have to very gingerly go into the areas that need improvement because if I lay my cards out on the table and talk to them like a man, like I do my male managers, the female managers will cry and get all defensive. Now, I don't know what the answer is to these real-life stories of the male and female in the corporate life, but obviously men and women are very different. We used to say viva la différence. (laughs) And the differences are what are supposed to make a total and complete whole organized and balanced, and everybody working together for the highest and best good of all. And in the days when the women ran the home and the men ran the world, it was more balanced. And a lot of this has to do with what is the divine purpose of the man and what is the divine purpose of the woman. And right here now, at the start of this series, I want to make one clear point, and it's about energy. Because energy here on Earth, and I think throughout our entire solar system, is expressed as masculine and feminine. Now, to say man and woman presupposes that masculine is a man with a penis and a feminine is a woman with breasts and a vagina. However, in these days of all things being revealed, we now know that a man with a penis can actually be a feminine energy. 
And the woman with breasts and a vagina can be a masculine energy. And I'm not going to go into this anywhere else in this series other than just here at the beginning. And uh, I'll just say that as a minister, I married many, many, many so-called gay couples. But every single couple demonstrated a masculine and a feminine energy. And the most dramatic was a bride who actually was the man and a groom who actually was the woman. And that bride privately told me after the ceremony, since she knew I knew what she was, she said, I never in my wildest dreams ever believed that this day would come for me. And I can't tell you in words how ecstatically happy I am. The groom had been married before, but his wife found out he really was a woman, and she divorced him. And then he met the bride, and the rest is history. And if you could have seen them together, you would have seen the perfect demonstration of the union of the masculine and the feminine in perfect love. Their story alone pretty much proves that there is a masculine energy that manifests in certain ways, and there is a feminine energy that manifests in certain ways, and that's what we're going to to look at in this series of programs. I welcome your input. You can all always email me at m cheek c h e e k zero five zero nine at a o l dot com well right now today we seem to be in a role reversal situation i mean the commercials on tv show the men at home changing the baby's diaper doing the laundry and t- or taking the baby and the dog out for a walk in the park where they run into another man who is also walking his dog and has a baby in the stroller. And the two guys sit on the park bench and have a laugh or two and then get back home because it's time to cook dinner. Or the management woman calls home to remind the guy at home uh, with the kids to be sure and have Johnny's soccer uniform clean for him because he has a game tonight. You know, or the guy's using some type of cleaning product and showing what a good job it does. And on the MacGyver TV show, the women are karate trained, and they can floor a man with a single thrust of their leg to his chin. (laughs) They fight with their fists, too, and are able to withstand blow after blow before they deck the guy with their leg. And, of course, all the police shows now have women who are very skilled with guns, even machine guns. And then just don't get me started on the women in the military. There's a reason that God told the leaders in the Bible that when they went to war, the men were not to have sex for weeks before the battle. I mean, God made man in his image and likeness. Jesus was a man in a masculine energy. And they know that if you have a man and a woman together in a foxhole or In the office or the police car, the man's instinct is to protect the woman, to think of her first before the enemy, and this is not in the best interest of life for either one. 
so to put a man in that position compromises him as a man. And if the man is able to not think of her as a woman, now the woman is at mercy of herself. And as much as a woman can say that she can do anything that a man does in any of these situations, she is a woman with all of the instincts and thoughts that have come up through all of the kingdoms of the creation, from the rocks to the trees to the plants and the animals, and then into her form as a woman. And it's the same for the man. Maybe he was a lion, the mighty king of the jungle, who mates for life and has sex for pleasure. Uh Uh-oh, and there's that word, sex. (laughs) How and where and when does sex fit into this picture of the divine masculine and the divine feminine? We'll save that for another program, or I'm thinking programs. Now, let's not judge all of this too early. I understand I'm a senior woman who grew up in a strong patriarchal culture with the roles of the man and the woman clearly defined. And there are parts of that culture that I know so well that are still viable and are still needed. But there definitely are other parts that need refining and redefining. And that's what this series is going to be all about. And I hope to look at it from A to Z and bring out all of the ideas and proposals so that we can go forward in a balanced and fair fashion. So tune in tomorrow.